Welcome to the Oxford Psychiatry podcast series. I'm Charlotte Allen and today I'm here with Dr Belinda Lennox, who's a senior lecturer in the Department of Psychiatry. She's recently moved from Cambridge to Oxford and her work focuses on the causes and treatment of psychotic illness. She's currently involved in a study of people with first episode psychosis. Welcome, Belinda. Hi. Hi. Before we talk about your research, could you tell me a bit about your career so far and maybe why you chose to do psychiatry in the first place? Yeah, okay. Um, So I'm a clinical academic, so I'm a consultant psychiatrist and I see young people with psychotic illnesses Mm -hmm. and then I also do research work in the same area. So I've actually trained in both um, areas sort of side by side. Um, And actually, psychiatry has always fascinated me and it was the reason I went to medical school was okay. being interested in psychiatry. It just seemed to me that it was the most interesting part of the body, interesting part of, um, of medicine, um, and that psychiatry was the most um, fascinating bit of neuroscience, really. Um, dealing with behaviour and feelings and thoughts was much more interesting to me than muscles and, um, you know, twitches or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so but you've combined clinical and academic mm. training. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that worked for you? Yeah, so for me it's worked quite well. Um, I worked part-time for 10 years, Mm -hmm. Um, so I was sort of part-time everything, part-time at home, part-time clinician and part-time academic, so I'm quite used to sort of juggling things and doing bits and pieces during the week, and for me that works really well, Um, and I think that um, not only is it essential to have the clinical bits and the research bits side by side, but I think having um, some sort of space in your week where you're doing using very different skills um, and thinking about different problems actually helps both sides as well. Um, so for me, I think it's been an ideal combination. But I know for some people it, it can be a bit frustrating when you want to be in the lab with your Petri dishes or whatever it might be and you have to go and run clinics. But um, for my research, it's absolutely ideal. And what inspired you to start off doing research? Because as you say, it's quite difficult. You've got to juggle all these different things. And Mm. what actually has led you to do it and kept you doing it? Yeah, well, I suppose um, quite early on, it's really a recognition of how limited we are in our understanding of these sort of major illnesses Mm. that have such a devastating impact on large numbers of people. Um, And that the only way to improve treatments and improve outcomes is to do research. So it's absolutely critical that we worry about this, <laughs> um, these illnesses and try using all sorts of different approaches to try and understand more and develop better treatments. So I suppose that's really what motivates me to do, to do both things. Well, that sounds like a great motivator for keeping you going when life's quite busy. Can you say a bit more about your current research and what you're doing? Yeah, so um, my research is all around early psychosis. It's around people developing... Um, psychotic illnesses and trying to understand um, what's happening and what might be causing that. So the particular area that I'm um, looking at at the moment is around um, immunology of psychosis and particular um, groups of people that might have antibodies against brain targets um, at the time that their psychosis starts and are growing understanding that, that in some people these antibodies might be causing their psychotic illness. So therefore by treating Um, the antibodies getting rid of them we can also treat their psychosis so it's a quite a different approach to understanding the evolution of psychosis and potentially sort of new treatments for um for people it does sound like a very different model of the causes of psychosis how many people would have this different type of psychosis 
compared to the more usual causes? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good question. So, I mean, sort of lines of evidence from sort of epidemiology um, in particular show a, a strong association um, with other autoimmune disorders um, and, uh, yeah, so, so some indications that there might be immunological causes to quite a percentage of um, people with psychosis. But these particular antibodies we found in about 6% of people with psychosis in our relatively small cohort study. So one thing we're doing at the moment is trying to increase the numbers, actually replicate that cohort study on a larger scale to sort of refine actually what, you know, how many people would be affected, what is the prevalence of this disorder. Um, so it's probably something between uh, about 2% and 15% of people with psychosis. That's our best estimate at the moment. Okay. But with your clinical work, have you made any changes to your services to encourage more people to get involved in research? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's really um, sort of um, behind our reorganisation of our services at the moment, actually, is to raise the profile of research so that everybody with um, the onset of a psychotic illness will have the opportunity to be involved in the sort of cutting edge research into understanding the causes of um, this disorder. Um, so we're, we're sort of aligning clinical and research um, work um, so that everybody's sort of exposed to that and gets, gets an opportunity to take part um, because everybody with a first episode of psychosis really should be screened for these um, antibodies in particular because they could have a, an effect on the treatment that people receive. Yeah. So it sounds like the benefits go both ways, potentially, if more people get involved in the research. It's good for your study and also helpful for patients as well. Absolutely. And then we get a more representative idea of how many people are involved. It's not just um, those who are particularly unwell or those that have sort of unusual symptoms. It's actually, um, you know, proportion of everybody that might be presenting to, um, with these problems. Okay. Have you got any ideas about what sort of research you're going to do in the future or where you'll take these early studies? Oh, well, that's a, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of things that I want to do, Charlotte. Okay. So I suppose a particular area of development is actually broadening out the concept of, of psychosis because we've been quite narrow in our view up to now of, um, of you know, people with a, a sort of constellation of symptoms, a sort of a, a particular presentation um, and so the establishment of early intervention in psychosis services, for instance, we're particularly looking at, at preventing schizophrenia, people with enduring, um, long-standing psychotic illnesses. Whereas our understanding now is it's much broader that actually people experience psychotic symptoms in a whole range of different, um, well, I mean, I don't even want to call them disorders. I mean, actually, as, as a part of normal life, as a part mm -hmm. of a sort of a response to difficult situations. So actually, we've got to be much more... Um, flexible and open-minded really when people come to us with psychotic symptoms as to how we would um, both formulate them and how we would then offer treatment in a much more personalised and individualised way. So we're developing um, hopefully, uh, applying for funding and hopefully we'll be um, implementing a new sort of youth well-being focused service for um, people with psychotic symptoms so actually focusing on the difficulties that people present with rather than narrowly looking at symptoms that they describe. Oh, thanks. That's very interesting. You've talked then a bit about your career in clinical work and in research. Have you got any advice for anybody who's thinking about such a career? 
I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, it has always been um, exciting, stimulating, and um, you know, I've never not wanted to come to work in the morning, which I think says something. Um, I think um, it works particularly well for women that want to combine um, research work with doing other things in their lives. It can be more flexible, but it, persistence and perseverance, <laughs> because um, yeah, I'm always being told that my applications aren't good enough or that my papers are rejected. You've got to you've got to be quite robust. Yes. You've got to see the sort of the overall purpose of what you're doing um, in spite of, um, yeah, in spite of negative feedback sometimes. Okay. So that's hard. Yes. <laughs> if anybody wants to find out more about your research or to get in contact with you, how could they do that? Uh, so I've got a webpage on the um, Department of Psychiatry website that has my contact details and um, details of um, the work that I've done in more details maybe that'd be the best place to start okay great well thank you very much um that's been very helpful thanks